0: Welcome to the 89th episode of the Extremely Uninteresting Podcast. <laughs> Why do you look so flummoxed? This just caught me off guard. I didn't expect you to go straight into the intro. Well, I thought you'd say, s- right, gonna go into the intro now? You just read Mimi. I'm mean, time goes. on the clock. To, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've not got time to spare, I, apparently. I, don't, I didn't know I didn't have time to spare until just now, but apparently I don't. Uh, is this the episode? Have we started? I don't know, have we? Hello and welcome to the 89th <laughs> episode of the Extremely <laughs> Uninteresting Podcast. My name is Rory and I'm joined this week by Iron Man himself, Robert Danny Jr. Yay! How I are you mean, doing, Iron Man? I, I am Iron Man. No, I'm good. Um, I don't know if you've used that one before. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It feels it, like you should have. I feel like I've called you Iron Dan, but I don't think I've called you Robert Danny junior Mm-hmm. You are I'm thinking of something science. else that's similar. Like Daniel L. Jackson. I've definitely used that one. Yeah. I definitely have used um various other ones as well. Yeah, Daniel brilliant. Cormier, I don't know. Yeah. Dan Butler. All the Yeah, but hitters. those aren't those you started off with just famous people called Daniel or uh-huh. Dan. And then you just started shoehorning Dan and Daniel into any name that you can. Mm-hmm. Bat Dan. Claus Dan Claus. Dan. Dan um Dan old Duck. Yeah, um, Dan Baldor, I feel like has been one. I don't know if I've used Dan Dan Galf or Gandalf. That's just his name, Dad. Yeah, Ugh. Gandalf is just his name. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. It's poor from you, but um, yeah, happy to be here. I'm not sure what's <laughs> poor from you, but something is. <laughs> it is apparently. This is a this is a good start. Great start. Did you know that we've only got ten episodes left of this thing? Uh, yeah. Isn't that wild? It is wild. We're still cutting it off at ninety nine. What? Well, what we, we can't wait to be rid of it <laughs> well seeing as with this is coming out a week late just because i was too busy uh last week to record that's that's it there's, there's no big uh no dying down of the episodes prolonging the period until we have to close this yeah was i was just, just too busy you were just a busy bee indeed buzz buzz and all that so this week it's kind of a anything episode i've asked dan to bring something interesting i've also brought something very interesting myself Which I'm very much looking forward to. It's been top of my list for a while, I guess you could say. But before we get into those, we've got a couple weekly segments that we need to hit. We do. The first being the biggest, the best, and the baddest the fact of the week that involves the unicorn, also known as Unicorn Fact of the Week, happens every single week. Play jingle here. (laughs) What a jingle! What a jingle indeed <laughs> That was a horrendous face you just pulled, might I say What What do you mean? No one can see my face I'm sure it was a lovely face mm. We're also mm. joined this week uh, Before we get into the... We've got some co-hosts, as always That I didn't mention Before outrageous of you. we get into the unicorn In fact uh, Mimi is here, Ducky is here Puggles is here Or Pugus. was it Puggles? Uh, what was it? It was... um. <sighs> Fucking hell. Corgus and Pug Pugly. Corgus <laughs> was the Corgi and the Pug was just called Puggle, wasn't it? Corgus and Yeah, Corgus and Puggle. They're here too. I got there eventually. Mm. I was just, you know. Mimi's not alone though. Mimi's not alone. She's got Mallory, who's a little little cat that's been keeping company while I work from home today. So the gang's yes. all here. We've got a stacked recording. We do, we do. So don't go don't go clicking off now. I don't know why you would, but <laughs> why don't... would they? We just Given them ample reason to stay by letting them know all of the all of the favorites are here the fan mm-hmm. favorites really yeah you can't miss this one this is a good one anyway tell me about this fucking fact this fucking fact for the unicorn that happens every single week is that narwhals narwhals Narwhals, narwhals, narwhals swimming in the ocean, causing Delves. a commotion because they are so awesome. Indeed. Narwhals, narwhals okay. swimming in the ocean. You. They're very big and very white. They beat a polar bear in a fight like an mm. underwater unicorn. Oh You've got to stop. Yes, underwater unicorn. Narwhals and unicorns. And unif- narwhals, <laughs> narwhals. <laughs> narwhals and unicorns often get confused, it's the fact. Uh, for centuries, apparently, people have been passing off narwhal horn How would you say this? W- narwhals. I keep, I feel like I what say are you, it differently What are you asking me? I say it differently every time How would you pronounce it? Narwhals Narwhals Okay Narwhals for, Narwhals yes. <laughs> Like that Yeah, narwhals Okay For centuries, people have been passing off narwhal <laughs> narwhal. <laughs> narwhal Narwhal <laughs> Horns War. of narwhal Just say <laughs> narwhal <laughs> They've been passing off a uh, narwhal Narwhal I can't say it You say Not it Not narwhal You say it They've been okay. passing off uh, Narwhal horns as unicorn horns the narwhals is a is a, th- a type of whale which you may know but it has a long horn on its head to defend itself from predators and other ding other ding ding wha- other ding 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 i need my i need my speech. oh narwhals <laughs> yes indeed it's technically a tooth on its uh thing or a tusk it's not technically a horn it's made out of the same sort of material that we would use for teeth or ivory as like an elephant tusk sort of thing mm. Have you ever teeth. seen the film Tusk?s I tusks? haven't. Is that the one with Daniel Radcliffe? No, that's horns. That's horns. No, I haven't. It's um, I've never seen it either. Okay. But yeah, it's supposed to be fucking weird, so it's on my watch list. But anyway, <laughs> that that I nothing, nothing more. <laughs> nothing yeah. more on the tusk. Yeah. But narwhals have Is a... either tusk or tusks. I can't remember. I think but it's yeah. just called tusk, but I'm not sure. I know what you're talking about, but I mm. haven't seen it either. But narwhals, they have a they have a horn. And people would often be like, this is a unicorn horn, but it's actually a narwhal horn. But it's mm. actually more of a tooth or a tusk. Uh, sometimes their horns would wash up on the shore and people would think that they came from a unicorn. <laughs> Famous, at least, which famously have their habitat in the ocean. It could be that it was just lost to the ocean sometime. You don't know. Um, would you say unicorns are strong swimmers? Is that been a bit of fact we've had so far? I'm not sure. It's not a fact that's come up. Can Horses could swim, right? I believe so. I've seen Lord of the Rings. Or yeah. maybe not, actually. You've seen Neverending Story, so you're not sure. Uh, yeah. Arthur, you're sinking! Can horses swim? Yes, horses can swim. They are yeah, actually I'm very good, good swimmers it's... and have large lungs and strong muscles. Perfect for swimming. Okay, good. Well, like me. It's, indeed. Who would win in a Who would win in a race? A Komodo dragon, Michael Phelps, or a horse? I, I feel like probably not a horse because even though they are supposedly built for, well, not built for, but they have the correct thing to swim. You Michael know. Phelps was built for swimming. That's he was, was yeah, hundred percent. I I feel like horses, they don't have a tail propelling them along yes, like do. a Komodo dragon, and they don't have the wingspan pushing them forward like michael phelps so i i reckon i still think a komodo dragon would uh would win that race then mm. michael phelps second and then um the horse is third in a mm-hmm. 100 meter freestyle okay okay well i'm glad we cleared that up Hmm. anyway continue with your narwhal fact i mean that was the fact but uh also something about funny about narwhals that i, I saw is that when you search for them on google the first thing that comes up is do narwhals still exist Oh. So, clearly, people are putting narwhals and unicorns in the same boat, wondering it's... if they're <laughs> mythical or if they once roamed the Earth but do no longer. Isn't that a Super Carlin Brothers thing? Like, narwhals aren't real? Yeah, something like that. Something along those lines. I remember it from, like... Vaguely remember it, yeah. A very, very old... I think one of the early, like, when they were essentially just a vlog brothers clone before they started doing theories and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I think that was, like... Like the grizzly easel shark, eagle sharks and the oh, everyone, yeah. gets these, remember, everyone gets these. Everyone gets these references. That, I feel like that. that was a thing around the same time They he did, like... I think it was Jay did a whole episode on whether narwhals were real. I mean, I think they're real. Yeah. I, personally, I, I don't think I've seen one. So I cannot confirm nor deny. Mm. But then again, I haven't seen Usain Bolt in person. That doesn't mean he's not real. It's an interesting example. It's an interesting example. I don't, I don't know why he came to mind, mm. but... Because you were thinking about Michael Phelps and you thought of other Olympians. And mm-hmm. by, and uh, us, us, um, Usain Bolt is uh, the Olympian, really, the outside of Michael the Phelps. The GOAT of athletics, some would say. Mm. Go listen to our last episode. It's really good. Yeah, it is. But thanks, Ori. That was fascinating. You're welcome. No about worries. the underwater unicorns, if you will. Indeed. To ease concerns, I know I said that uh, people were asking if, you, if uh, narwhals still exist. Um, they're listed as least concern. On the oh. IUCN red list. Well, I'm so happy to hear that. So they're still on the red list, but then the least concern of those on the red list. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Narwhals will be narwhaling about for many years to come. They will. Do you know what IUCN stands for? IUCN. International Union of National Conservation. Do you got know. the C and the N mixed up. Just switch it round. International <laughs> Union of Conservation of Conserving Nature. Yeah, that's it. It's the International Union for Cons- Conservation of Nature. Oh, brilliant. Look at me. I'm fucking. Well, I'm so smart. Well done. You got it. I didn't expect you to get it. <laughs> trust me. I didn't either. I don't know why you wouldn't trust me on that. But I don't know why I needed to preface that with trust me. I, well, trust I heard you. a man no word of a lie. So a sentence only consistent of the word mush. <laughs> why would I think you were lying about that? <laughs> Just to have interest. Next weekly segment, the past is uninteresting. It sure is. That right. it is uh, so so no looking at your at your past notes for this one i don't know if you still have them in front of you but um notes. i thought we normally go pretty far back on these questions mm-hmm. we normally you know delve into years past but um i would say the past does not just mean ancient history and it can mean last week for example or okay. three weeks ago in this case so okay. can you tell me who we decided the goat of hockey was or field hockey for americans and canadians and people oh, listening god. hockey though it was an indian gentleman mm-hmm by the name of fuck um i do know fuck i um, don't think that was his name fuck i do know no um oh god was it BAM? was that like his surname he had like hara no fuck oh god i suck i'm awful I hate me. I hate me. How do I not remember this fucking guy's name? You could do it. It's like Dehant Barn or something. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say you're close, but um, <laughs> you you were right. There is an Indian gentleman and his name was... Hopefully I don't butcher this. Palm? Well, actually, that's no. not how we do it. Roll the clip and you'll hear what it is. But I'm assuming your research also led you to the chand yes dian chand okay, dian chand that's is how we one. decided his yeah. name was pronounced yeah. that is the goat yeah. of hockey it sure is sorry And Mr. you didn't chand. remember something that was only what three weeks ago i have a very awful memory that's a lie i have a brilliant memory normally you have a great you have a great long-term memory it would seem your short-term memory is is lacking right now yeah i couldn't remember the goat of hockey but i can tell you every single flag more important i would say I would say I'm better than you at flags now as well. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I would probably agree. Um, you're better at... I, I still think I would beat you on national flags. like. I disagree. The 100 and, or the like 200 countries of the world, let's say 200 round up. It's actually 197, but let's say 200. Well, it depends who you ask. It does depend who you ask, but 200 is rounding up. So... I would beat you at those but when we're including like overseas territories and stuff like that I think you are probably now better than me think that's hilarious but if if only quiz up was still a thing oh uh, miss, miss it. you miss you every day babes i actually did have a contingency plan to have a second question if you got that one too easily but um, you didn't get that, so um, that's what was the what was the continued? Well, it was kind of on the same thing because I was like, oh, is it too easy asking for a goat? So I went with an honourable <laughs> mention, which was who was the the long distance runner that I gave an honourable mention to? Brilliant. In uh, for, as the goat of athletics, it would be another brilliant question, and I do not remember that name it, either. That was I don't have a clip for that one. That was Pavel Nolomi, okay, from Finland, not a real place dominance absolute dominance go listen to our last episode if you haven't already that could tie very well into my um fun thing that I've brought which I actually mentioned in that episode but we'll oh, we'll, cool. s- we'll see if we get onto that i think i think seeing as you've set it up you have to get onto it now oh okay i can do that i feel like i need to talk about something else first uh huh which is uh how's your day been how's my day been yeah how's your day been uh, it's been all right yeah why my day was going good It was going really well. It was a fine day. Uh Uh-huh. And then I I just want to know what we've done. What have we done? What have we done? Every time. Every fucking time. Like... It's got to a point at this point. What UEFA. Whoever it is at UEFA, the, the country of Malta has wronged somehow. What can I do to right this wrong so that you leave us alone? I can't be bothered. Because it's not a coincidence anymore. It's a disgrace. This whole system's rigged. I can't be bothered. But yeah, um, what Dan is referring to is the Nations League draw for the um, Nations League. This just happened. Uh, Malta have been drawn in a group with Moldova and Andorra, whereas the other group in League D is between San Marino, Liechtenstein, and Gibraltar. It could be Lithuania, but it will be Gibraltar. It will be Gibraltar, and oh, because they're getting relegated. They got relegated from Group Fucking C. But the only reason they are in Group C in the first place is because they had that same fucking group. Literally, the three worst teams by far keep getting drawn in the same group, whereas Malta, who, are, who would comfortably wipe the floor with Liechtenstein, Gibraltar, and San Marino because they've done it again and again and again over the past few years, get drawn into a group with a stronger team, m- namely Moldova, who recently beat Poland. So The three best teams, I've realised it's random, biggest air quotes in the world around random, but they've got the three best teams in one group and the three worst teams in the other. How does that make sense? It doesn't make sense, Dan. Because they don't they don't believe in seeding for some reason. They have pot A, which is the relegated teams, and pot B, which is everyone else. <laughs> Even though Malta got 12 points in the last one and San Marino got none. <laughs> how do, how do they end up in the same pot? It doesn't make it sense. It should be Moldova and Malta as the top two teams. Mm-hmm. Then Andorra and fucking Gibraltar and then whatever mm-hmm. do it and then Liechtenstein and fucking San even Marino. If you do it so on you like, separate it like that? Like even if you do it based on like the FIFA rankings, which are obviously bullshit. Everyone knows it, but even that's I mean, a more fair way to do it than just having relegated teams and everyone else. Because now Gibraltar have a good chance reason of getting promoted. Gibraltar again. got promoted in the first place because they did that group before. They uh, belong nowhere near promotion to Group C. Any, uh, I can't, I can't. I'm just going to scream about this. And I, what I've brought is actually very interesting. I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if San Marino managed to win that group. I think they're currently a better side than Gibraltar and Liechtenstein, but we shall see. <laughs> what a fucking bar that is. Right. <laughs> okay. We'd win every game. We'd win, like, 5-0 every game. We'd, we'd just, just destroy them. Wipe. People would be like, why are they in this fucking league? It would be embarrassing. It would... Oh, fuck. Anyway. So. Continue. Um, my great um hints and stuff that I've been providing about what I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. is um about your long-distance runner, Pavel Nolmi. That's the one. It's not to do with him, but he ran long-distance. He did run so, long-distance. I will ask you... I feel like even though he was a long time ago, this is even longer ago. Mm -hmm. I will ask you how familiar you are with the 1904 Summer Olympics that took place in St. Louis in the United States of America. I would say not very. Mm -hmm. I would say minimal. Also, is it St. Louis or St. Louis? I would say St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. Like the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, I'll go with St. Louis then. But I could be wrong. I don't know. But I I just went on this Wikipedia page, and it looks like it is pronounced Lewis, so I apologize to the great people of Missouri. But anyway, if you're not aware of of that Olympics, you're going to be even less aware of the marathon that took place, the men's marathon that took place Mm -hmm. at that Olympics. Well, let me tell you. Oh, boy. Wikipedia says, um, the men's marathon of the 1904 Summer Olympics in St. Louis, Missouri, United States, it doesn't say Missouri, but I thought I should add it, took place on August 30th of that year, over a distance of 24 miles, 1,500 yards, which is mm-hmm. 40 kilometers. It proved to be a bizarre affair due to poor organization and officiating. Hmm. So strap yourself in, everybody. Poor for s- organization and officiating? What, for a marathon? Hmm. Is someone going to take a, ca- a, a cab, I guess, because we're in America? Hmm. Interesting we'll find Strap out. Strap yourself in folks because in. you're this not going to be believe that this one. is true but this is true as far as i know i found it's i've done my research from a combination of a reddit post and the w- official wikipedia and a few other news articles i could find. So the odds uh, for the runners was already uh, very uh, interesting considering the race they decided to have it run during the hottest part of the day in august in missouri god what sort of temperatures we're looking at i don't have the exact temperatures listed but fucking hot why don't you look up the sort of temperature it is temperatures in missouri in august while you do that continue but anyway the race was run during the hottest part of the day on dusty country roads with there being only two sources of water across the entire 40 kilometer thing and this was long before they had like trainers holding out water and Mm. stuff so people will only be able to get drinks at that. There were 40 athletes who entered the competition, but only 32 actually started the race. Okay. Because they and were like, only, "Fuck that." Yeah, and only 14 finished the race. Damn. And now that's not a very good. That's not a very good ratio. We're gonna get into the summary of what happened in the race. Before we get into the summary, I will tell you that summer in Missouri is marked by hot and humid conditions with an average temperature in the range of 80 degrees Fahrenheit, 26.7 degrees Celsius, Celsius rather, to 90 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 32.2 degrees Celsius. And it's common to see consecutive days of above 100 Fahrenheit, which is around um, 37.8 degrees. Mm. So fucking hot fucking hot and this is it's described as a particularly hot day as well so we're probably (laughs) looking at around (laughs) on dusty country roads probably looking at around 40 degrees celsius let's say which is like 110 fahrenheit i guess something along those lines continue right so first off i'll explain about some of the people who didn't finish the race Mm -hmm. because that's Kind kind of interesting, but it's when you get into the people who did finish the race that it gets even more interesting So joined a race a man by the name of John Larden who had won the Boston Marathon in 1903 uh, Was violently ill after 10 miles and had to retire While a man by the name of Sam Meller, who had won the 1902 Boston Marathon was also overcome by the dust And despite leading the field at the halfway mark He became disorientated and ultimately dropped out of the race after 14 and a half miles Mm-hmm another near fatality during the event it didn't describe any other another. near fatalities it some, but I, it just says another someone dropped out and the other one was, retired yeah. which seems extreme but you know you know uh was william garcia of the united states um i'm assuming the others were american as well but you'd, you'd assume so yeah yeah He was found lying on the road along the marathon course, unconscious, with several internal injuries that had been caused by breathing the clouds of dust that had been kicked up by the race officials' cars. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's just a few notable people who didn't finish the race. Now we get on to the people who finished. So, the Mm -hmm. first place finisher was a man by the name of Fred Laws. Fred Um, Laws. Fred Laws. Mm Mm-hmm. He arrived at the finish line after three hours and 13 minutes, which was more than 13 minutes slower than the winning time in the 1900 Olympics, so it just tells you how bad the (laughs) fucking conditions were, because 13 minutes is a long time. Mm. And then he was hailed as the winner. He had his photo taken with Alice Roosevelt, who was the daughter of the then-president Theodore Roosevelt. She placed the wreath upon his head and was about to award him the gold medal, When supporters, or spectators, called bullshit. They were Mm. like, hang on, hang on. He did not run the entire race. Hmm. To which it came out that Laws had been suffering with cramps pretty early on in the race. And decided to drop out. And got a car back to the stadium to just get a change of clothes. And then when he heard the fanfare as he was getting closer, he just started jogging. And just was like, you know what? I'll make it seem like I've run this entire race, mm. which he did. He ran across the finish line. Oh, wait, no, I've missed out a very important step. Oh, no. Um, as he was on the way back to the race, he dropped out of the race after nine miles. He then hitched a ride back to ride his car, but um, the car broke down okay. <laughs> at the 20th mile, which is why he then started running back. And then when he had the fanfare, he ran across the finish line and then after this whole revelation came out he admitted to it was confronted by uh the officials and he was like yeah yeah this happened but i, I was just doing it as a joke honestly honestly mm-hmm. um the aau the uh amateur athletics union because obviously we know the olympics is an amateur thing responded by banning him for life oh harsh! they obviously did not see the funny side but this was then removed brought down to uh only six months okay after uh on february 19th of 1905 because you know he formally apologized and was being like no seriously this was just like i wasn't actually trying to fraud at no point this wasn't like my plan all along yeah this so, just just happened that i just mm-hmm. sort of went along with it because i thought it was funny sort of thing so the second phase finisher was then given the fir- the gold medal and this uh-huh. was a man by the name of thomas hicks Uh huh. however he was carried across the finish line legs technically twitching By his trainers. They'd been refusing to give him water during the race. And instead were giving him a mixture of brandy and rat poison. Which was seen as an early, uh, very terrible attempt at doping. Which wasn't actually illegal yet. What the fuck? So, he was given, um... (laughs) He was given the, um... Gold medal, despite not actually um Was he conscious when he was giving the, race. the gold medal? Um, when he was twitching, he was... <laughs> not... not really. <laughs> so he wasn't really conscious. He, he was almost well, conscious. He, he con- for the final 10 miles of the race, he had to be restrained from stopping by his trainers because this was messing with him so much. He continued to battle onwards and h- running as he was hallucinating and barely being able to walk for most of the course. <laughs> He reached the stadium, his support team helped him over the line, holding him in the air while he shuffled his feet as if still running. He had to be carried off on a stretcher and might have died in the stadium had he not been treated by four doctors. He lost eight pounds during the course of the marathon, but he got a gold medal. Yeah, well, well done, I think. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, well done. So good for him. Uh, the third finish of, of the race was completely unremarkable. He, he, you know, had a horrible time running the marathon like every single else, but he just finished third. Got on well with his day. No severe injuries. No weirdness. No death. You know. No death or anything. No rat poison. You know. Just normal so day. So we normal ignore day. him. Good for him. Uh, I'll get his name out. Out oh, actually. I'll see. See how he did. It was a, a United. So this was the third person. This was a um the third and fourth. Act. Just so the second and third. Christ. The second and third were both completely unremarkable. They just ran it and finishing this time. There was Albert. Corey of France and Arthur Newton of the United States so con- 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 congratulations to those two yeah well done I'm proud yeah. of you we then move on to the person who faced fourth who was faced a... fourth yeah I know he was you a you said Cuban... that about ten times now you keep saying faced instead of placed it's difficult <laughs> I'm not used to reading notes I know normally you just make it up on the fly I do maybe I'm making this entire thing up who knows who knows yeah. it's, it could be honestly hmm But the person who plays fourth was a Cuban mailman who had uh, raised the funds to attend the Olympics by running non-stop around his entire country and getting donations in order to go and compete at this marathon. So, you know, good for him. I respect the hustle. Yeah. um, However, he landed in New Orleans and promptly lost all of his travel money in the Riverboat Casino by gambling it away overnight. When you said lost, I thought it was going to be something slightly more tragic than him just being an idiot and gambling it all <laughs> <No>. away. <laughs> so he had to hitchhike a ride to St. Louis from New Orleans and had no money to pay for proper clothing to wear. So he had to run the race in his normal street clothes, dress shoes and trousers, which had been cut off at the knee by another competitor who just had a knife on them. Um, he probably would have come in first, actually, in the race. Well, second behind the car. Uh Had it not been for the fact that he took a nap on the side of the track for over (sighs) an hour. What? This was because... bro, sleeping. He hadn't eaten for 40 hours due to not having any money before the race. Um, he saw a a spectator eating two peaches and, as he was running, stopped, went over to him to ask if he could... Have the peaches, the spectator declined, to which he promptly stole oh. both of the peaches and ran away. <laughs> However, the peaches did not satisfy his hunger, so he stopped off at an orchard on route to eat some apples. But the apples turned out to be rotten, giving him some oh. strong stomach cramps, which led to him deciding to lie down and have a nap for over an hour as the race continued. Fucking hell. This guy's been through such an ordeal, yeah. Jesus. He then. Woke up, finished the race His time isn't recorded sadly When did he come? Uh, he came 4th And people, bro was sleeping for an hour And he still beat most people mm. I feel like the hour might be exaggerated But he yeah. definitely took a nap <laughs> The final Well not the final but some pretty uh, Some other fairly remarkable characters Were the people who finished ninth And 12th in this race By the mm-hmm. name of Len Tuan Yane. And Jan Masciani. Because they were from South Africa. Nice. Making them actually the first ever Africans to compete in the modern Olympic event. Oh, well, congratulations to them. That's something that Mm. shouldn't be forgotten. But they weren't actually sent by the South African delegation. They were students who just happened to be in town studying and thought it seemed fun. So signed up for it, obviously, with talking to the South African delegation and stuff it it was they were actually also very competent runners I kind of stumbled on my words there and so people were a bit disappointed by them because they'd see them training in the lead up and thought you know what these guys hmm they might be might be onto something Um, so their results were seen as disappointing and many observers were sure that Len Twainian mm-hmm. probably pronounce it differently could have done better and maybe even won the race had he not been chased nearly a mile off of the course by wild dogs during the marathon? Yeah, that honestly I don't I don't want to jump to any conclusions, <laughs> but I think that probably could have held him back a little bit, probably. Another note on the Reddit post said half the participants had <laughs> never raced competitively before some died, but I couldn't find any I couldn't find any any confirmation of the death or the lack of running ability. Yeah. I know it's amateur, but why why are you running in a fucking marathon in those conditions if you've never done it before? Mm, Seems fun. Does it? (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Get a gold medal, why not? Maybe they saw this as an opportunity because they thought, if I survive, I've got a good chance here. And that's pretty much all I've got about this most bizarre thing. But one final little thing to add on the end, which I believe... It wasn't just competitors for this race. I believe it was just all of the the entire delegation in general. Is that the Russian delegation... Mm-hmm. Soviet um, Union, i Soviet or, Union. Would they have been Soviet Union? Well, no, Union, this I was don't... 1904, so Russian. Oh, yeah. yeah, Russian. Was the Russian delegation arrived a week late for the Games because they were still using the Julian calendar in 1904. And <laughs> so there you go. Well, that's. I hope that's... you enjoyed my tale of the most bizarre event in Olympic history. That is, yeah, that's some wacky racist shit. That is bizarre. <laughs> that is next level bizarre. Where's Dick Dastardly when you need him? Oh, Motley. <laughs> that's weird. But yeah, but thanks. I hope for what you I hope what you've brought is as good as that because I've been excited. I saw it on TikTok actually, and then I saw it, it was like a reading of the Reddit post. And then I thought, I need to tell this. And then I wasn't sure how I was going to get it in. But then when mm. you mentioned the long distance runner on the last episode and then brought up that this week wasn't anything, I was like, well, it's time. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how I'm going to top that, but I'm going to have to try. I've got some good stuff, but that was excellent. Dan. That was very interesting, very funny, very thought provoking. I'm glad I'm gl- I feel stronger for having known that now, now that I didn't know it before. Wow, but, I'm just so happy to hear that. But this meeting's about to end, so so people will also be happy to hear the intermission music. Intermission music coming soon. You'll you you'll be you want to stick around for what I've brought. There's some good stuff in there. There's some good stuff in there. So we will see you in a moment. Enjoy Dan's beautiful music. Mm. So no matter how bad my intermission music is, don't turn off. Now, was now i was swimming in the ocean, causing a commotion, cause they are so awesome. Now, was now i was swimming in the ocean, they're big and pretty, white, they beat a polar bear in a fight. Like an underwater unicorn, they have a kick. Oh, fuck it, I don't know the lyrics. All right, back we go. Like an underwater unicorn, they got a massive facial horn, they're the Jedi of the sea, they stop. Cap- kabooming. What, this is different. This is different. It's not they stop sea monsters eating ye, it's they stop Cthulhu eating ye. I do know the lyrics, this is just different. Like water underwater unicorn, they gotta kick out the facial horn, they're the Jedi of the sea, they stop Cthulhu eating ye. walls, they are NARWALS, walls. just don't let them touch your balls. walls, they are NARWALS, walls, inventors of the shisha Oh, prancing panda? That's a nice one. I actually a have nice a couple one. of pandas over here. I have two pandas as well. They're back to back. They're hand warmers. Ah, more like so, pand warmers. Yeah, indeed. More like pand warmers. They go on your hands and warm your hands while you're typing because it gets cold in here and I get chill bites on my fingers. You do indeed. You strange person. Very strange. But speaking of strange, what I've brought is a bit different, as I said earlier. Basically, 2024, I've been thinking new year new me i know that it's (laughs) mid-february by this point (laughs) but um i feel like there's a lot of random ideas and notes and stuff that have been floating around in sort of my head um my google doc in various conversations which i may or may not have noted down for a while so i thought to make a short explanation short Mm -hmm. i'm going to go through the bullet points that have been sat at the top of my google doc for the past five, six months, however long. Okay. And uh, just, you know, throw them at you, see if anything sticks. Well, I'm intrigued to see what we haven't got to. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's only eight. And one of them was actually a note that I made in the last episode, which was weird Olympic race, Dan. So ah. you've actually already done that one. So look, look at, at me. you. You can't keep a good man down. Indeed. So the first note that I have, is meet the spartans okay that really really shitty dash why did they rent it why did they rent it do you not remember what happened i imagine it was some sort of weird story on reddit where they rented meet the spartans Mm -mm. Mm -mm. no No. you're thinking this is a much more personal one remember remember i can't remember who it was but someone at our primary school showed us clips of meet the spartans we thought it was the funniest shit we told our parents how funny it was and then we were away somewhere and they rented that fucking film on like Sky and they watched it and they were like, it was so terrible. Well, why would they do that? Of why would they is. do that? This was something that was funny to like seven year olds. Yeah. <laughs> why would our 50 year old parents decide that <laughs> they're going to rent this and watch this and it will be a good time? I don't have any memory of that, but that is odd behavior. Why? Why would you rent- it? Was, I mean, we thought like disaster movie and like scary movie and that shit Mm -hmm. were like the pinnacle of comedy epic movie yeah which you do when you're that that age you know yeah which if you go back and (laughs) watch them now it's like what the fuck even is this terrible awful i think the original the first couple scary movies aren't awful yeah but they've got some jokes that land but Mm -hmm. most of the time they're pretty bad and meet the spartans is probably one of the worst it's, it's one of the worst it's so. definitely one of the, it's the same people isn't it there's these yeah. two people who have made all of those films and they're all bad and they're all awful <laughs> i would say the best one even though it probably isn't is scary movie three mm-hmm. purely for leslie Nielsen. oh 100 percent. everything anything... else that happens in that film is pretty unfunny but anything that leslie Nielsen touches is comedic turns gold. To gold he's brilliant We've we've mentioned on the podcast before that we're a big Leslie Nielsen fans. You know, mm. go listen to what episode it was where we talked about the greatest fucking films ever made. Mm. That was a good one. But yeah, that was my first note. I that's been sat there for ages. Yeah, I can't remember awesome. why I have decided to make a note about Meet the Spartans. Yeah, just to bring up how awful it is, and like that's like spoof and like parody at its worst. Mm-hmm. If you want to see good spoof, majority of Leslie Nielsen stuff: Naked Gun, Police Squad, Airplane. A bunch of um, Mel Brooks stuff is good. Spaceballs, Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah. But dear God, don't watch any of... Don't watch Meet the Spartans. No, definitely do not watch that. My next bullet point, there you go. That's one to cross off the list. Well done yeah. us. Well done us. Look at I, us. I'm feeling better for this already. <laughs> next one is should we do more album rankings? Should the we Lincoln do Park ranking. Rankings? Oh, I remember the Lincoln Park. The, the Lincoln ranking, Park, which I ranking. stand by to this day. You're wrong. You're wrong. Mm. But episode 10, I th- that was Cult of Personality. Cults of Personality. The one where Dan talks about Mormonism or Bourbonism. Hashtag Bourbon Biscuit. Mm. And I stand by everything I said about that Dan's as well. Hybrid Theory was Linkin Park's fifth best album. And I stand by it. Such a terrible, terrible um decision. Ranking their or albums opinion. in order goes Living Things, Hunting Party, hu- um, Hybrid Theory, One More Light. Minutes to Midnight, Meteora, uh, Thousand Suns. It that doesn't. Is the de- but that is I, the I, definitive Linkin Park ranking, and anything else is wrong. I respect your opinion, but you're that's wrong. That's worst to best as well. Well, I don't <laughs> think any of them are bad, actually. So it's no, like I least, like all of them. Least good to best. Mm-hmm. What yeah, about that's that's a, higher? One more light or Minutes to Midnight? I think, I think you're on Minutes to Midnight slightly higher. I might have okay, one more sw- light. Sw- 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 I can't switch remember. Round. One more light is third. This was literally like three years ago at this point, which is <laughs> wild. <laughs> and I stand by it. But should we do more album rankings? That was we something. could do. I don't know if we'd make an episode out of it, but we could definitely. No. We could but do more stuff. What would we do next? What would we do next? It would have to be something big, and something that we both know well. Because Lincoln Park, I think, was funny because we both know it really well, and they're a really big band. You know. Mm. So we couldn't do like. Uh, you don't I want to be Enter so Shikari. like. You don't want it to be someone who's got like a million albums, because then it will take te- like if it was like oh let's rank every Green Day album they've just like, got so many i've just got so many and most of them aren't really worth listening to so what about blink could do blink could do blink i mean there's a bottom two immediately yeah yeah <laughs> the bottom two is the easy part it's the bottom two and the top th- th- four i guess with the new one as well yeah. um Ooh. yeah because i was gonna say the top three are pretty easy but then i was like you know what well, there you go. We'll be link. We'll be link ranking Blink albums at some point in the near future. We're My Chemical say, Romance. That's they a only pretty have. Easy one. They don't <laughs> have got albums. Th- they've got four. Yeah. Blink One Eighty Two album ranking. Look for that coming to a podcast near you soon. I'm looking around to see because I've got some CDs. Uh, I mean, the 1975. We're going to see them, so we could do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Twenty One Pilots. I don't think so. Twenty One Pilots some, is a good one. I have some good CDs. Kendrick Lamar. Dave, he's only got two. I could do that right now. Uh, Psychodrama first. Uh, we're all alone this together second. I've got a Scarlord album for some reason. I don't know why I have that. But yeah, we could definitely do more album rankings. That would be mm-hmm. fun. It's something I will put on the list to bring up in the future. Hopefully it doesn't sit as a bullet point for six months like that <laughs> one has. That's longer than six months. <laughs> the next bullet point is order feedy feeder CD with Buck Rogers on it. Oh boy, right. have you done that yet? I haven't done that fuck's sake so i'm gonna do that right now sick on i'm on ebay music magpie very good condition quantity one add to basket how, how much is that or you're not willing to say on echo park it's free postage it's two pound 24 oh it arrives in time for valentine's day according to ebay perfect so they know what i'm getting this for exactly nothing more romantic than feeder the feeder, the Echo is Park Buck by feeder. Is Buck Rogers Vita. the only one on that album? There's, or is um, there a couple it's high on that album. I don't think. No, it is. no, it's not. No, that's a bit later, isn't it? I know, there's, obviously, just a day and feeling a moment are not on that album. No, there's. It says the two other singles were called Turn and Seven Days in the Sun. Okay, I'm not really familiar with either of them. I don't think I might know Turn. That rings a bell. Was it on the best of? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. There's going to be other people who are listening who just don't know anything about Feeder and are like, what are they talking about? Yeah. But sick, that is being ordered right now, purchasing it through PayPal because that's the only thing linked to my eBay yeah, those account. Yeah, those are both on the best of. Echo so Park, Park would have heard by Feeder in our next episode. Oh boy. In our next We're episode. We're tying up these loose ends. I will be able to tell you, is it drinking cider from 11 or drinking cider from 11? You just said the same thing twice. Did I? I yeah, will be said able to tell you. 11 or 11. <laughs> <laughs> if it's drinking cider from 11 or drinking cider from a lemon. If it, if it doesn't have a lyric sheet in it, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, if it, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to that We will never know. We'll have to DM the fucking members of um, Feeder. I'm sure only, they'll get there's back only two to so, us. You know. I'm sure they'll get back to us. Sweet. Next bullet point is... uh Oh, this is a fun one uh was looking to see if coca-cola had any alcoholic drinks under their wing okay i can't remember why but i found that there's a uh, a brand of alcohol called simply spiked okay that sounds ominous and i thought that i just couldn't believe how bad of a name that was for an alcoholic drink simply spiked simply spiked so it sounds in bad taste as well. I'm sure yeah. it does taste bad, but it's also in bad taste. It's such a bad name, right? Simply spiked. First of all, simply like what 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 what's the joke there? Is it trying to be like simply red but simply spiked? Surely not, because that doesn't make sense. Mm. But calling your drink spiked is bad. It's bad. Simply spiked. Is this some kind of reference I'm not getting? Yeah, I not a, that's a terrible name yeah terrible, thank terrible you for bringing name. that to my attention because i'll be writing a strongly worded email <laughs> i also made a note of what are some other terrible brand names so there, i know that there was a shoe shop called blisters yeah which is a pretty bad one there's but a there's a, a hair salon called curl up and die <laughs> curl up and die but i think that's a brilliant <laughs> that's good no that's good yeah so. it was for, i couldn't I we can, can think we can... of any other bad brand names like on that level where it's just like distastefully bad. We I'm do sure there that. is. That's something to bring up in the future. Yeah. Bad brand names coming mm. to a podcast. It'll be like the bad superheroes. Oh, so you're going to come up with your own <laughs> bad brand name. And it will be infinitely more interesting than what you bring. Actually, I liked what you brought. You brought that weird little superhero. The weird blob. What oh, was his name? Yeah. Gorp. Not Gorp. Glog. No, What's his name? Gluggle Snug. Yep, gluggle snug. That was it. Something like Glut- that. Ah, what was it called? Gluttonous waste. That's rude, Rory. How dare you? What? Um, glumble stiltskin. <laughs> glumble stiltskin. Look, know for glug. We're just saying random voices yeah, at this, this point. Sounds- <laughs> this is unlistenable at this point. <laughs> I was trying to scroll back and find what it's called. It's called Dupe. 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 Oh. That's it. Oh, yeah. Democratic Order of Planets. Yes. <laughs> I remember. Mm-hmm. uh this point i don't think i need to bring up actually it was just saying will we ever do watch alongs because we've mentioned it before uh not like. probably no. not probably not f- past rory i don't think that's something we will do yeah next bullet point is a good one um so i've been trying to watch a documentary every week uh this year okay it's, is this improving your knowledge it's what, trying this year to or last year this year this okay. is uh, 2024 um and I haven't been doing it very successfully so far brilliant. because I've been very busy. I'm planning to get back on the thing and catch up where I've been. It could be a documentary series. It could be a standalone. I'll catch up, you know. I still want to watch 52 documentaries this year. Mm. But one I watched was a brilliant one on Netflix called D.B. Cooper, Where Are You? I've seen that. Well, I haven't seen it, but I've seen, you know. Really, really, really good. But there I already a... answered it. I know it's you are Tommy Wiseau. It, but I have... I've I've I there was one thing in particular on that show. It took quite late, spoiler alert, it happened quite late in the documentary, it was the, the last two episodes. But they brought evidence as to why D B Cooper could be French Canadian. Which is no, because of it's something to- it's Tommy Wiseau Let, let me finish here then. Okay. Because his name was Dan Cooper. DB Cooper was a misquote I think I'm pretty sure you mentioned that in I the did, yes. like a reporter misheard Dan Cooper was DB Cooper and it just kinda stuck. But the, the evidence that they brought, you'll have to watch it yourself as to why DB Cooper is French Canadian or just at least French speaking, was so compelling that I 100% believe that he was French speaking or French Canadian. So that led me back to Tommy Wiseau because he sounds weird. French Canadian sounds weird. Sound weird. That was part of the thing. And in mm-hmm. and like a weird accent that no yeah. one sounds somewhat European, but you can't yeah. quite place it. Yeah. So that sounds like a French-Canadian to me. I know that Tommy Wiseau isn't French-Canadian. They think he's Polish. But in a December December 2017 interview with Howard Stern, Tommy Wiseau claimed that he could speak French fluently. He's fluent in French. Interesting. So was he born in Poland, moved to Quebec, French Canada, learned French... Hmm learned about the Dan Cooper comics, which is where we think he got the name from, and then hijacked a plane, and that's where he got all of his money. Very, very interesting. Another point in favor of my already bulletproof theory. It sounds plausible that's, to me. <laughs> that sounds... Yeah, thanks, Florian. I I'll have to. I was planning on watching that documentary, but I was, was probably not going to get around to it for at least another year. You should do it. It's really good, because obviously they, they don't bring up Tommy Wiseau in it, so that's a glaring Outrageous. hole in it. Outrageous. But well, that there, would be that would be libel, surely. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He was French Canadian, and Tommy Wiseau speaks French. Why would he speak French? Why would he sound that weird? Obviously, he's French Canadian. He's very polite, he and up, he wears a suit. <laughs> he grew up in French Canada in Quebec. We don't know where he grew up. He's never said. I think evidence. evidence. Tommy Wiseau. Further evidence that Tommy Wiseau was D.B. Cooper. That was Indeed. on the. That was on the "This Place Will Become Your Tomb" episode as well. Yeah. I it's talked crazy. about that, that uh, guy, that folk music guy who like yeah, walked uh, off into Sullivan. the desert. Jim Sullivan, that was his yeah. name. That's a really good album. Go listen to uh, UFO by Jim Sullivan, which I, have, I think it was I think I did around that. the time. But it's a really, I, I really good album. I remember it's Jim Sullivan because of Jimmy. It's oh, yeah. The, the Rev Sullivan. Jimmy so the Rev Sullivan, G- yeah. Yeah, so. Well, there you go. We steamrolled through that. There's only one bullet point, f- point left because the other what one you was your me? weird Olympic right? Olympic race. Huh? What would you call me? I, I, honestly, I have no idea what I'm <laughs> But Well, the what's last the final bullet point? Disney World Order. So we've okay. been talking about Disney World Order a lot. Not it so much forever, recently, really. But since episode five, I think it was, Disney World Order. The post-apocalyptic world where Disney reigns supreme. I've been talking about writing it forever. But I don't have any large-scale writing experience. I've never written a novel. I've never written a short story. I've never written anything like that. So I thought what I would do to kickstart the project off, I went to chat GPT. I thought you would. I, I was thinking he's either going to say I have writing experience for my Spongebob comic, or he's used AI. <laughs> I have used AI. Did but you? I went to... Okay. Did I? No, sorry, go ahead. I gave I... it this prompt. Do you want to hear the prompt? I want to hear the prompt. Can you write the opening paragraph for a story set in a post-apocalyptic world where Walt Disney has returned from being cryogenically frozen and built an army made up of his beloved Disney characters. He's used this to take over the world. He now rules through terror and is based in his stronghold at Disney World. The story is from the point of view of a protagonist who will start from humble beginnings to raise his own rebel force attempting to overthrow the Disney World Order. Brilliant. I can't help but notice you've missed out a key part of the story of who the person from humble beginnings befriends and helps them in their task what the brother bear which is the brother bear but the brother bear comes in that's probably okay, like a i cha- guess this is this is the opening paragraph this okay, is the yeah, opening yeah. paragraph so this is what chat gbt came back with it also gave me the um name of the opening chapter which is disney's dark domination ah it's good triple d like daniel Diffy and ducky Indeed. Yep. The classic trio. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the paragraph it gave me. In the desolate wastelands that were once thriving cities, where the remnants of a world shattered by apocalyptic event, or an apocalyptic event, lay dormant. A twisted ruler emerged to impose his fantastical tyranny. Walt Disney, long thought to be (laughs) lost to the annals of time, returned from cryogenic slumber with dark ambition. Having harnessed the power of his beloved characters, he constructed an army that struck fear into the hearts of all who dared defy him. Disney World, now transformed into a fortress of oppression, loomed over the once magical land. The air, once filled with laughter and joy, now carried an ominous weight as Disney World Order held sway amidst this grim reality a lone protagonist born from ashes of the forgotten world would embark on a journey from humble beginnings to forge a rebel force with the audacious goal of overthrowing the whimsical dictator who had plunged the world into darkness interesting it seems more like a blurb than yeah a that's what paragraph. i was thinking it's more yeah. especially the end bit i liked where it was going but the end bit became more of a blurb. It went yeah. from setting the scene to telling you what's going to happen. Mm. So I think I need to change the end of that. But I think that's a good starting point. I right? think it's a good starting point. I feel like that would almost... It doesn't read like an opening paragraph, though. The bit at the start, I feel like the opening paragraph would just be describing like, oh, the char- the main character wakes up in his or her like desolate shack and it builds mm-hmm. the fucking... Tells a bit about their living conditions and stuff, yeah. and then later and on then we'll hear about why the they line. live in this sort of were post-apocalyptic gonna... world where Disney reigns supreme. Were we gonna combine this story with the orangutans? I can't remember if that was something we. Were I gonna feel do. like that was gonna be uh, that was gonna be like I think the <laughs> that was gonna be in the same world. Okay, like but Disney not... wants to harness the palm oil from the orangutans, and that's the last of the orangutans, and you're the guarder of the orangutans. Yeah it would be like a i think the example i used was the prize fighter inferno from mm-hmm. the coheed and cambria side project that claudio yeah, yeah. does where it tells a different story in the same universe yeah and has if like you... a loose connection being that at the end a character i won't spoil the aim Wars but a character from the end of um good apollo and burning Star or one free fear and the eyes of madness is transported to the well transported somewhere let's not say where and Mm -hmm. that's where my brother the story of my brother's blood machine which is the original prize fighter inferno album takes place so something along those lines minus the Mm -hmm. transporting because you'll just already exist but we could check i think we were going to have that disney needed they were the ones this horrible disney world order it wouldn't include any of the classic characters per se but they're the ones going after the orangutans interesting Interesting. it's a good it's a good thought it's a good thought i think we've we've now set the building blocks if you're not mm. deep into extremely interesting lore you, you have probably no have idea what we're no idea about. what we're talking about right now but go listen to all of our episodes <laughs> it's in there somewhere and this story has taken shape really among, across those episodes were we gonna bring in my weird dream about the big and the the pale ones that worship the big i th- <laughs> i don't think so i don't think we ever said we'd bring that in i think that was an entity of its own yeah but they, who knows how far the Disney World <laughs> order could stretch its arms? <laughs> the, the big being worshipped by the pale ones, and somehow corn was involved, <laughs> like the bad corn or corn? yeah. I can't um, quite um, remember um, why. Um, I think it was thinking of like because it was like some kind of forbidden valley that they didn't want to go down or something. And I think I was imagining the hopscotch from the fucking yeah yeah uh, album. yeah yeah from uh, uh and the uh, uh free um uh, yeah music video. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I also think isn't one of their album covers like Corn, the written Corn, but like it's in like a desert or something, or is that Papa Roach? I th- I think you're thinking of the Face Everything and Rise album. Cover. I am. No, Corn. Cool. That the Path Path of Totality as well, by Corn. That also has that sort of thing. Mm. But the Papa Roach Face Everything and Rise probably is a better. Shout for what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a deserty landscape with a forbidden valley, and there's a creature, a godlike creature called the Big, an unseen entity which is worshipped by a cult known as the Pale Ones. That's it's a bit what of I remember. Book. It's a bit of, you, you should get on that story. Maybe it will take you three years to write like this. <laughs> I say write. I didn't even write this, but I gave yeah. a good prompt. I would. Say. Well, uh, if it's, it's anything something like to the work Winds with. of Winter, something to work with. Out. Yes. And on that bombshell, we've got through my bullet points. Disney World Order is taking shape. Weird races. Look for a Blink-182 album ranking and awful brand names coming to you soon, as well as whether feeder wrote Lemon or Lemon. Lemon mm. or Eleven. Not Lemon or lemon, Lemon or Lemon. If you've enjoyed this episode, drop us a follow on Instagram, on TikTok, at Extremely Uninteresting on both give us a rating if you're listening to this on spotify or any platform but more specifically on spotify hit the little button at the top to follow hit the stars that are either above it or below hit five stars be a legend like that we're nearly at 50 followers on um on spotify so oh boy help us make that help us make that anything else to add um robert danny jr the nostalgia critic um, have you ever seen the the interview with m- me, Robert Danny Jr., where like it was with the BBC or ITV or someone, where they keep bringing up like his past and like his dad and mm-hmm. his like previous drug abuse when he's just there to promote a film and he gets really upset and he leaves the interview? Yeah. The nostalgia critic was the one who told the interviewer to ask those questions. Dickhead. Absolutely. Absolute dickhead. Dickhead. Just leave it out. He's leave it out. Not necessary. No, not necessary. Not necessary at all. But let's not end it on a sour note. I need to send you a picture of the posse of penguins that I have. You do. I'm going to use that to explain why there was no episode last week. Okay. Do that as we fade out to dust. Bum 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 bum. bum, bum that sounded bum, bum, more bum, like the ultimate showdown. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. Let's gather around the podcast and sing our outro song. A P-O-D-C-A-S-T-O-U-T-R-O song And if you don't think that we can sing it faster then you're wrong It'll help if you just sing along Bom, bom, bom P-O-T-C-A-T-O-U-R song. P-O-T-C-A-T-O-U-R song. The right. the outro song. The song. The song. The song. song.